Hello and welcome to the She Reads Romance Books podcast, the ultimate show for romance book lovers looking for the best books worth reading. I'm your host, Leslie Murphy, and in each short episode, I share my favorite book list of recommendations so you know exactly what to add to your must-read list. Join me as I explore the romance genre and have fun collecting book boyfriends along the way, because life is better with a love story. Hey readers, it is the end of December, and I really don't know that how that happened already, actually. Time just seems to be flying and only going faster and faster. I hope you're having a fantastic holiday season, but before we ring in the new year, I wanted to reflect on the best romance books that I read in 2023 because I think they deserve a minute in the spotlight. Every year, I put together my list of the best romance books of the year. I'm sure that there are more than just those on my list, but these are the new releases of the year that I read and that earned my five-star rating. So let me actually talk about ratings for a bit because I have such a pet peeve when it comes to ratings. It really irks me uh, whenever I see either someone on Goodreads or another blogger who gives practically every book a five-star rating. It really bothers me because, one, it totally dilutes what I think a five-star rating should be, and two, I feel like I can't really then take their rating to heart if every book gets a five-star rating, right? That just doesn't make any sense to me and makes every book seem the same, which we know that they definitely are not. So I'll share how I rate books. I rarely give a one-star rating or review because it's typically a book that is leaning towards or probably going to be on my do not finish pile. And I just don't rate those um, unless I read most of it and really didn't like it. Then I may give it a one-star rating. Two stars are kind of rare too because, again, I probably won't finish it, but if I did, then I probably gave this rating because the writing just wasn't good or the story was just, you know, ugh. Um, I do give a lot of three-star ratings. These are books that are good, decent, and I'm glad that I read them, but they didn't really stand out to me in any way, but the writing was, again, pretty good. Four-star books are really good books in my mind. The writing is obviously really good and the story's pretty great. It just sort of missed that perfect mark for me. But overall, definitely a great book and one that I would recommend to readers. So that leaves me with my five-star rating for the books that I call the full package. They are just so good all around from the amazing writing that just flows to the amazing storyline and characters. And then it just has that certain something extra that makes me consumed by the book, basically, or that really tugs on my heartstrings in some way. These are the books that stick with you long after finishing them. So I really don't pass out my five-star ratings lightly. But again, that's just me and how I go about things. But moving on from my ratings, pet peeve, and obsession... Let's get to my list of best romance books of 2023, of which there are 15 this year, which I think is actually a lot, but each of them definitely deserve a spot on this year's list. And as another aside, if you end up liking my best of the list this year, 
you can find all of my best of lists for every year on the blog, as well as my list of the best romance books of all time. So you don't want to miss those for even more recommendations of must-read books. So for this list, let's go, I think, pretty much by order of publication date, or at least close to it for these books. The first book that I read, or I think I actually read the end of last year as an arc, but the first book that I loved this year was Things We Hide from the Light by Lucy Score. This is her second book in the Knock 'em Out series, which has some of the best small town romance books to love. This one had me swooning over a hero with a wounded heart who, of course, is Nash Morgan. Not only is this book so good, but it's going to be developed into a TV series along with the rest of the books in the series. I'm not sure if you heard that recent news. I'm so excited because I think this series will translate into a really great TV show given the characters, the small town, the mystery that crosses all three novels. I also recently read that this series like shot Lucy scores into her popularity into the stratosphere and she's making eight freaking figures now. So, I mean, wow, you go girl. That is pretty incredible and definitely worth it because or I mean I can see why because this series and especially this book is pretty awesome so back to things we hide from the light you could read this as a standalone but really you'd be doing yourself yourself a disservice by not first reading things we never got over because in that book you first meet Nash who is the chief of police and a real do-gooder with supposedly a smoking ass (laughs) and in that book He actually gets shot. He obviously lives, right? But in this story, you find the usually cheerful man, really a shadow of himself, one who is dealing with panic attacks and depression. And he's keeping all of those struggles to himself and not sharing them with anyone or getting help. I mean, come on, Nash. This is not good mental health hygiene, man. Let's get it together. But then he gets a new next-door neighbor, Lena, who is his brother's friend. She's actually back in town with some of her own secrets and keeps up some strong barriers between herself and others because she doesn't like unsolicited physical touch. But the two of them just gravitate towards each other. So this book is really about Nash recovering and finding answers about who shot him and the two of them obviously falling for one another. This book, like the others in the series, it's a long one. I honestly never wanted it to end though. It keeps you on the edge of your seat, not only with the mystery behind Nash's memory loss, but with the development of Nash and Lena's feelings towards one another. I love heroes with wounded hearts. So you can check out that list on the blog if you do too and want even more to love. And I totally felt for this man who is normally a picture of positivity, but who is really suffering in silence. And I think you will too. This is also one of the best books in the found family trope if you love that. So yes, definitely one of the best romance books of 2023 because of the characters and the story and the writing. It was fabulous. The next book that I loved, along, I think, with everyone else in the world, it seems, was Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. 
This, to me, was a captivating fantasy romance that totally lives up to the hype that it's received. I already loved fantasy romance, but it has to be good fantasy romance, right? And this one is, I think, phenomenal. I'm in awe that this is Yaris's first foray into fantasy because her writing in the world building was just incredible. If you haven't read it, this book follows 20-year-old Violet Sorengale, who was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among the books and history, but her mother, the commanding general, actually orders Violet into the writer's quadrant to become one of the elite dragon riders of Navarre. But no one expects Violet to live past the first day, given her brittle body and the target on her back, given her last name. And her mother's number one enemy, Zayden Rearson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Riders Quadrant, who would like nothing more than revenge and use Violet to get it. Now, Fourth Wing has everything that I love about fantasy romance. Great writing, amazing characters, intriguing world building, and tension-filled chemistry between the main characters that has all the spice. And the dragons, of course, are just the icing on the cake. It was on my list of most anticipated romance books of 2023. And boy, like I said, it lives up to that hype and those expectations. I think if you love From Blood and Ash, which I absolutely do, or even The Hunger Games, you'll love this book, which has similar elements with a strong heroine you can't help but root for and a quiet, broody hero that just oozes you know, sex appeal in spades. Gosh, how I love Zayden. And maybe even more so after reading the second book in the series this year as well, Iron Flame. But this book was just, had wonderful pacing, great story development, intense battle scenes and challenges, and just really so much more. I loved it. It totally earned my vote for Best Romanticy in the 2023 Goodreads Choice Awards. So I'm glad to see that um, it won that award. The next book I totally fell for was The True Love Experiment by Christina Loren, a reality TV romance that is really their love letter to romance book readers. And honestly, it really is after reading it. This book is about Fizzy, who you actually first meet in their prior, one of their prior releases, The Soulmate Equation. But I think you can easily read this as a standalone if you want. But Fizzy is a romance novelist, but she's sort of lost her muse, right? She realizes she's never really been in love, so how can she really write about it? So she gets approached by Connor Prince, a documentary filmmaker and single father, to create a reality TV show called The True Love Experiment to help Fizzy find love. Now, Writing duo Christina Loren have wowed me with so many of their romance novels, but this is truly one of their best and such a great slow burn romance. I'm really not a fan of reality TV, but if the true love experiment ever went live, I would be glued to the screen to see a romance author choose between men representing different romance book hero archetypes. It's genius, I think. <laughs> And I loved how Busy suggested that idea to throw Connor off his game, but he came through nonetheless. You're just going to have to read this book to see how he got a vampire hero on the show. I mean, it's hilarious. So I think 
fizzy represents that struggle that a lot of women may understand in wondering if she will ever find that epic love that she used to so easily write about in her books. So check it out. Read this for the unique story, the hilarious banter, and the amazing chemistry between Fizzy and Connor that really just jumped off the page. I loved it. Definitely one of the best of this year. Next up is the book Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez, a fake dating romance that will tug on all of your heartstrings because it definitely did mine. I only had to read this book to become a fan of Abby's for Life because it was such a great office romance. It is about Dr. Brianna Ortiz, who is an ER doctor whose divorce has just been finalized and who has a brother in need of a kidney donor. She's got a lot on her plate, so she's really not happy that the promotion she wants may go to the doctor that just transferred to her hospital, Dr. Jacob Maddox. They have this horrible first run-in, but then he sends her a letter, right? Nobody sends letters anymore. But then Bree suddenly finds herself exchanging more letters between with her and Jacob and then, you know, obviously falling for the guy. Finishing this book, it actually had me kicking myself that I hadn't read more of Abby's books sooner. I mean, if this is what she brings to each of her books, then I'm all for it because I adored these characters so much. Both Brianna and Jacob are at a tough crossroads in their relationship life, having been hurt from their previous partners and left with vulnerable hearts, and I really felt it. Romance books, too, with the best meet-cutes always stand out to me, and this one had the perfect hate-to-love-you vibe that totally starts their relationship off on the wrong foot, but one that grows into understanding and then this really adorable fake relationship. I'm so glad that I read this book this year. Truly one of the best romance books of 2023 that everyone should add to their TBR list. My next book that I absolutely adored was Love Theoretically by Allie Hazelwood. This was an academic rivals to lovers book that is one of Hazelwood's finest, if not like my favorite. This earned my vote for Best Romance in the 2023 Goodreads Choice Awards because I just loved it so much. And I've probably gushed about it already so many times here on the podcast or on the blog. But Hazelwood just shines, right? In her STEM-focused enemies to lovers romances. And this one, like I said, I think is her best yet. It is about two physicists. Theoretical physicist Elsie Hannaway is an adjunct professor toiling away, grading papers, teaching thermodynamics in the hopes of soon landing a tenure job. But she also makes up for her measly paycheck by offering her services as a fake girlfriend to random people. So when she applies for a job at MIT, where an arc nemesis and experimental physicist Jack Smith is on the hiring board, that part of her life kind of catches up to her. Now, don't get me wrong, I loved the love hypothesis, but I put my foot down and I think I declared love theoretically as my favorite Allie Hazelwood book after reading it because I was so, or am still, so in love with Elsie and Jack. In fact, I loved this book so much that after reading it, I created my own list of best academic rivals to lovers books because the chemistry and the heat that develops between these characters who compete in school and work 
and in this case, different fields of physics. It, they're so much fun to read. I have a feeling I'm going to be rereading this book again and again for its portrayal of what it means to really be your true self and believe that someone could fall in love with the real you. I adored Jack because he made Elsie just be herself, right? Wouldn't let her morph into a version of herself that she thought he wanted. And I loved that about him. It's definitely a must read if you haven't picked it up yet this year. Go and grab it. Run, grab it. <laughs> this next book actually surprised me because I went to it completely blind and never read this author before. And that is Reckless by Elsie Silver which I'd call a cowboy romance with the absolute best banter. Silver's Chestnut Springs series gained a lot of popularity this year, with the third book in her series, Powerless, earning a nomination in the Goodreads Choice Awards. You can't nominate more than one book in a series per category, but I think this book could have easily been nominated in my mind instead. But this is the love story between Theo a bull rider and notorious ladies' man and sort of this ice queen, Winter. So Winter has just gotten out of a toxic marriage and pretty much sworn off men, but then she ends up spending one night with Theo, which ends in a little plus sign on a pregnancy test. Oops. So I think, you know, writing dialogue between characters has to be probably one of the hardest things as an author. So when I read a book that makes me think, oh my gosh, this author has got it, then I'm one happy camper. The back and forth between Winter and Theo and Reckless was just fire, especially because they have such different temperaments. Even before they shared their first word to one another, the chemistry between them was sizzling. But when she started arguing with him and he just kept right on needling her, I knew this book was going to be magic and one of the best books of the year. I adored it so much, which I actually read as a standalone, despite it being in the fourth in the series. But I also did end up reading the fifth book that came out this year, Hopeless, which was really good too. So feel free to just jump right in with it if I've convinced you, which hopefully I have. My next favorite of the year is How to Say I Do by Tal Bauer. In Opposites Attract Romance from a Talented MM Writer that I finally read this year, and I'm so glad that I did. This book is Wyatt and Noel's love story. Noel, oh my gosh, I love this guy. He is a total city guy, but like a total Manhattanite who works in the elite world of public relations. He's about to get married, but is then left at the altar, but that doesn't stop him from getting rip-roaring drunk and taking his honeymoon trip to Cancun. Now, along the way, he meets Wyatt, this quiet rancher from Texas, wearing a cowboy hat that just fits him to a tee, and that makes him super sexy. He's kind and caring and makes sure that Noel gets to the resort where they end up spending time together and then falling when one falling in love with one another probably in just like a week or two's time. Sometimes though, you just read a book and get completely swept away in it, right? Swept away with the characters, their growing love story, and even the side characters and setting. 
How to say I do completely swept me away and stole an entire day where I was immersed in Wyatt and Noel's love story until the very, very end. Now, Tal Bauer's work has been on my TBR list for so long, and I'm kicking myself that I've only just dipped my foot in because I have a feeling I could go down the rabbit hole and completely binge read his work and be very happy. This book was all about the characters for me, which made it one of the best romance novels of 2023, excuse me, in my mind. A quiet cowboy who always puts others first in the city-loving hot mess who thinks he's unlovable. Gosh, if you love and romance, then this is definitely a must-read from this year. My next favorite of 2023 is a Hollywood romance with a second-chance love story, and that is Will They or Won't They by Ava Wilder. Lila Hunter and Shane McCarthy were stars of the hit paranormal TV show Intangible, where their characters spent years pining for each other on screen until Lila ditched the show at the end of season five in hopes of becoming a movie star and thus ending their secret fling. But four years later, she's now returning to the show where Shane has remained to film their much-hyped ninth and final season in which Lila and Shane's characters will finally get together. But the question remains whether the two actors will be able to pull off the on-screen chemistry when they really would rather just rip each other's eyes out in reality. Now, I love authors who write the messy, vulnerable, and real characters, and that's exactly what Wilder did in her sophomore novel. There were times I just wanted to freaking knock some sense into Shane and Lila and say, stop being your worst enemies. And yet I loved that they weren't these two perfect Hollywood people. But it was the moments when we finally did see them let down their walls and show who who they truly were that I could see hope that they'd find their way back to one another. So if you love romance books with amazing writing and fantastic character development, You'll love this book. Truly one of the best romance books of 2023 in my mind. The next best romance novel of 2023 that I read is Out on a Limb by Hannah Bonham Young, which is really a beautiful own voices romance and surprise pregnancy romance that released this summer. Winifred has never let others coddle her for her limb difference, and then she has a one-night stand with Bo, a complete stranger, and she discovers she's now pregnant and unsure of really whether she can handle this new challenge on her own or if she's going to need a helping hand. Now, I started my review of this book saying, Hannah Bonham Young keeps churning out these amazing romance books, proving that she really is a must-read author in the genre, and it's true. Her novel, Next to You, was one of my favorite books of 2022, so to have her hit again with one of the best romance novels of 2023 is just amazing. I appreciated a lot that she drew on her own experience in writing this novel, Yet this book is really so much more than its look limb difference. What I loved most is that she brings to life these two people who love each other so much that they're able to kind of change the negative thought patterns that they've previously held on to and really embrace their differences fully. 
And honestly, I can't wait to see what she writes next. Hopefully it'll be a book on my best romance novels of 2024 list. Here's hoping. The next book to earn a spot on my list is from another new author to me that I read this year, and that is Forget Me Not by Julie Soto. This is really a beautiful debut with the best grumpy sunshine romance and second chance romance that is all about weddings. I don't know, there's something about weddings as the either backdrop or storyline to a romance that just makes it extra special. But this one is about Ama Torres, who is an optimistic wedding planner who just doesn't believe in marriage, ironically. Elliot Bloom is a brooding florist who hates owning a flower shop. But once upon a time, they collaborated on events and fell in love, but then Ama shattered Elliot's heart and never spoke to him again. And now they find themselves working on an event that could really make or break both of their careers, except neither of them has really gotten over what happened two years ago. For this book, gosh, I say there's something really special about a book that hooks you right from that first chapter, right, and never lets go. And that's precisely what Soto did in in this debut novel that I honestly had to read in one sitting. It was that good, making it one of these best romance books of 2023. Grumpy characters are kind of my catnip these days, but I truly appreciated Elliot's vulnerability and the hurt that he was so obviously hiding. I also really enjoyed the secondary story about the wedding that they were working on together. I could really envision it so fully and thought it was stunning. You'll definitely want to check this one out, especially if you love grumpy sunshine books. Another small town romance made my list of best romance books of 2023, and that is Not My Kind of Hero by Pippa Grant. This was another book that totally took me by surprise in how much I loved it as it was my first Pippa Grant read, but it be my last, that's for sure. This is the story of Maisie, whose life is pretty much going to hell in a handbasket. She got a divorce from her cheating husband and moved her unhappy teenager to Hell's Bells, Wyoming, where she inherited a hobby ranch. There, she clashes with her new neighbor and tenant, Flint, who happens to also be her daughter's math teacher and soccer coach, making him pretty much off-limits, but she doesn't really or keep him off-limits for long, shall we say. I thought Pippa Grant nailed small-town romance with these amazing characters and the wonderful storyline, but oh my gosh, the steaminess, too, was just wow. Maisie is one of those female heroines who's barely hanging on with her life in shambles and yet I was so enamored with this woman. I love heroines who aren't quite perfect and have struggles that a reader can identify with so it was really satisfying to see her get her happily ever after. But then of course there was also Flint and oh man did I fall for this man right along with Maisie. While he proved an amazing neighbor and teacher to their small community he wasn't without his own personal struggles. His past made him doubt his own worth, so he never did committed relationships, but his growing attraction toward Maisie, he couldn't help but sort of rethink that stance. And this was a man who could relate to the teens he was teaching and really be there for the community who was also there for him. But I absolutely loved the growing tension between these neighbors, and boy, was their chemistry hot. 
This book had the perfect amount of angst with really, you know, without any over-the-top drama because it wasn't necessary for that story. I loved seeing the character's growth and the happy ending was just beautiful. Definitely add this Pippa Grant book to your TBR list. Okay, my next favorite romance book of the year that earned five stars is Practice Makes Perfect by Sarah Adams, which is a really sweet relationship coach romance. And I love relationship coach romances. So it was already like batting 100 before I started it, but it definitely lived up to my expectations. This book is about Annie Walker, who is on a quest to find her perfect match, but she's really not having any luck in the dating scene, um, especially when her last date calls her boring. I mean, ouch, right? So to help her dismal dating life, she thinks she needs a tutor to give her just a little bit of practice, and she ends up asking Will, who is the bodyguard to her brother's fiancé, who's temporarily back in town. I love it when a book totally takes me by surprise and ends up being that full package. It didn't take long for me to realize this was absolutely going to be a five-star read because Adams wrote the best dialogue in this one for the best characters who, even though they may be complete opposites, they display such honesty with one another, and I only wanted more of them because they were just awesome. Annie's constant use of different names for him and their ability to play off each other was so awesome. Even the required moment of conflict for every romance book sort of fit perfectly for the tone of this book, and it wasn't crazy dramatic. So if you like books with virgins, opposite to a track, and just a well-done romance, then give Practice Makes Perfect a go. Now, Rebecca Yarrow, she made a second appearance on my list of best romance books of 2023 with her contemporary romance release, In the Likely Event, which is a second chance romance with really the best slow burn and the hottest military hero. Izzy and Nate have this intense meet cute. She boards a plane to go home for the holidays from college, and he's on his way to basic training. But then their plane crashes, solidifying a connection that lasts between the two for years that their paths sort of cross off and on until they end up meeting again in the present war-unstable Afghanistan where Nate is tasked with protecting Izzy's life. I totally fell for Izzy and Nate the moment they sat down next to each other on their fateful plane trip, and then, of course, every instance thereafter. Yara's told the story from dual points of view and alternating between the present day when they're stuck with each other in Kabul and moments from the past that only really strengthened that relationship that you knew was growing and growing. Over the course of this book and their relationship, I can't remember the exact numbers but they only spent you know so many hours in each other's company over you know a year's worth of time span and yet they totally fell hard for one another but when they reunite in the present in Afghanistan that's coming apart due to war they have to try and stay alive right but also have this opportunity to finally address the relationship that they've sort of danced around but both want I'll be remembering this story, I think, and these characters and their love for a really long time to come. 
well beyond 2023 for sure. It was so good. All right, almost to the end of the list, folks. But up next, I have Caught Up by Liz Tomford, which is a single dad baseball romance and nanny romance that really packs a punch. I used to love to binge read entire series of romance books one after another. And I really don't do that as often now, but I totally binge read the Windy City series this fall and I don't regret it at all. They're all so good, but I think Caught Up is my favorite, which is Kai and Miller's story and definitely earned a five-star rating for me. So Kai is a single dad and a starting pitcher for Chicago's Major League Baseball team. He honestly didn't know he was a father until his six-month-old was dropped on his doorstep, but he is the type of father who will do anything to raise his son right and even take him on the road with him, which really isn't easy since he's a single parent who's also a professional athlete. And he's not doing a great job of it, which is why his manager and friend tells him to hire his daughter as his new nanny for the summer, and that being Miller. She is a professional pastry chef who's kicking ass in her field and taking names, but she's recently lost her muse. So she's hoping to find her spark and spend some time with her dad while taking care of Kai's little cutie. She just didn't anticipate falling for Kai in the process and vice versa. Now, I loved how Miller, most of all, made Kai feel more like himself and not just the single dad who only wanted the best for his kid. And by feel more like himself, I mean the alpha hottie that he is in the bedroom. But Miller, too, was just amazing as this go-getter, an incredible chef. But I felt for the guilt that she shouldered for so long in her relationship with her dad. It honestly brought me to tears at several points. This also isn't your typical nanny story of the younger, innocent nanny falling for the alpha male. Miller was this strong heroine who was ready to tell Kai to suck it at the beginning. But she stayed to help him out and wasn't afraid to tempt him into her bed, basically, because she wanted him, and it was really great. This book honestly earned five stars for me and a spot on this list because it fits really what I said earlier. It's the full package. Great writing that can face feelings in the best way. Great characters to root for and fall for as well. And just a really wonderful storyline that hooked. So I highly recommend Caught Up. Okay, the last book to round out my list of best romance books released in November. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, then at least put it on your TBR list. And that is another new release from Allie Hazelwood. And that is Check and Mate, her first young adult romance that just proved to me that, man, this woman can write anything. It is also the winner of the Best Young Adult Fiction in the 2023 Goodreads Choice Awards, so I know I'm not the only one who loved it this year. This book is another academic rivals to lover story set in the world of chess, which is really cool. Our heroine is 18-year-old Mallory Greenleaf, who swore off chess four years ago when it ruined her family. Now she just focuses on working as an auto mechanic to support her mom and her two sisters. But then her best friend convinces her to play in a charity tournament where she beats the current and unbeatable world champion, Nolan Sawyer. So after that, she ends up being offered a position to train in chess, which she accepts because it's going to help her support her family. But she keeps the job secret. And this job only really puts her in the orbit of Nolan 
even more, and she can't help but obviously find him attractive. Well, as I said, after reading this, I made it official that I'm obsessed with Allie Hazelwood's books. I think it's because I read three books by her this year, and they were all five-star reads, and they were all so different, which I think is incredible for an author. What stands out to me about this romance after finishing it is how she really drew on what I enjoy about the young adult romance category. It's often more than just that central love story that makes these books so great, and that's exactly what this book includes so much more in my mind. Their romance is the kind of slow-born romance that I adore because it just burns and burns. I'm in awe of how Hazelwood slowly developed Mallory's relationship with Nolan, where he was really just biding his time and slowly clawing his ways into her heart until she realized he was there all along. The chess aspect was also really unique and fascinating. It wouldn't be a Hazelwood book if she didn't also bring some real world bit and her look at how women are treated in the world of chess was a great storyline to weave in. So honestly, you should not pass this book up. And whew, that is my list, folks. I mean, I still can't believe I'm talking about the best of the year because the year is coming to a close. But if you're unsure of what to, what to read next year, then you cannot go wrong with these 15 books that are completely fabulous. I would not steer you wrong, trust me. If you've already read them, then you can check out, as I said, my prior year's best of the year list or my list of best romance books of all time or even the best romance books according to top bloggers on shereadsromancebooks.com. There are so many great reads to find on those lists, so go hunting. So stay tuned for one more episode that's going to wrap up 2023, and that will focus on my list of best book boyfriends for the year. You don't want to miss that episode. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in as always, and happy reading. That's all for this episode of the She Reads Romance Books podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found some new books to add to your TBR list. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really helps me reach more romance book lovers like you, and I appreciate your support. If you're a book boyfriend collector like me, then you'll want to join my email list so you never miss a podcast episode or a new book list. Just visit shereadsromancebooks.com slash join and sign up today. As a thank you, I'll instantly send you my list of top 10 book boyfriends that will make you swoon. Trust me, you don't want to miss this list. Thank you for listening, and until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.